Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. I'm buzzy. Got all those bees. Did you did you mute me? Do you, no. do you not love me? You, somebody I, muted me. I didn't mute you. I saw a mute on my screen. No way, Jose. Maybe Dennis muted himself to see what was wrong with his machine. Maybe you hurt Dennis's feelings by claiming that his buzzy buzzy was buzzing. Yo, don't call me buzzy. Buzzy? Ruth buzzy? But I meant it in the sexy way. Mm. This is what, DS9 season four? What's the name of this crappy episode I hate? The Visitor. That's what. That's really what it's called? Yes. Uh, that's a weird name. I will. Uh, Jackie Cisco and her monthly visitor. <laughs> yes, it's about someone's period. Yeah. Oh, Tony Todd is adult Jake. Huh, okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Did you not watch this? I did. I just didn't recognize the actor. That's all. I'm not a oh, big. I... Yeah, like, I wouldn't have got that right off the top of my head because, like, sorry. As soon as I heard the voice, I was like, oh, Tony Todd. Yeah, I, I didn't get that because I'm not as smart as you guys, okay? Gosh, what a bunch of dicks you are. Well, no, because he, he would uh, go to his, his mirror in the middle of the night and go, Cisco, Cisco, Cisco. And, and then, then Cisco would pop up. Cisco appears, yeah. Um, yeah, Blind, no. Cisco. This, has, this episode sucks and I hate it. What? It's too close, man. It's I have too many feelings. <laughs> okay, yeah. Too many emotions. I think, I think everybody, man, this was not fair. Yeah, this was not a fair episode. This episode is painful and sad. I I cried no less than three times. Yeah, I, I don't want I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it either. <laughs> like it's too sad, man. Like I cried a lot, and I don't want to admit that DS Nine makes me cry. Yeah, I, I've I've said you know for a long time that, you know, this, this entire series changed after you have kids and you grow a little. And yeah. this episode was definitely one of those that it was like a two way, uh, you know, getting hit by a car from both directions. Yeah. This is like the yeah. field of dreams of Star Trek. <laughs> like it's, uh, yeah. I just watched it and I still have eyes. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's, I mean, it's so touching. I intentionally watched it yesterday because I knew I couldn't go right into the, the uh, recording and, and still hold my shit together. Yeah, it's 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 an amazing episode. Like it's, so, yeah. So it's a nine till we're done. Yeah, like it's <laughs> so, just, uh, it's so yeah, good. Like it's just man, fuck this episode. Like I can't. Yeah. Do how about it. Roma? <laughs> yeah, how about Roma? That's amazing. Yeah. And then. Uh, Real Madrid got gifted a penalty today too in the dying minutes of their match. From everything I've seen, that was a fair penalty. I mean, I mean, it was soft. Yeah, it was soft. It's a, I mean, it's a Real Madrid penalty all the way. I mean, I was commenting to uh, our bitter and angry Cincinnati uh, Manchester City supporters group that there's no way City gets that call. No way in the in the ninety second minute away from home in the quarterfinals. We the, the referees can't even get offside calls right for us. 
in this. I mean, <laughs> how many goals did we have disallowed because of offsides? Uh, Sané was off every single time he touched the ball. So, every time, apparently. He, he doesn't <laughs> understand the rules of the game. He's been playing it probably since he's been four years old. All of a sudden, he forgot how to play the game. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. This episode sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's just, like, are we really not going to talk about it's it? It's just the worst. I mean, it's so... About it is... The Bill Cosby vibe I got off of old Jake Sisko. <laughs> well, you know, I got to take off my shirt. Let yeah. you touch on my penis. So let me like, get you some tea with a jello pudding pop and, and a quaalude. <laughs> so he was like the J.D. Salinger of... Uh, the 25th century yeah he was i mean this episode sucks i hate it like i was crying i was crying as a father mm-hmm. to a son and as a son who lost a, a father early absolutely yeah. like this one got me on both ends and i was like you know what man fuck this episode like when yeah i just uh, no mm, no i couldn't do well, it like, it's too much I, I don't know how how jenny feels about it um i i would like to have had the female uh, impression of it because I know she watched it. I just don't know if uh, well, she's she not. She's not joining it. us tonight. She's got taxes yeah. to do. This yeah. is like uh, I remember it clearly. Probably like twelve years ago, Sports Center, and he hit like seven three pointers at the end of a game. You to went like out. Win you went game. out for like a big chunk there that I missed. Okay, yep. like uh, like ten years ago, Sports Center ran this story about this kid who was autistic and he never got to play in the basketball uh, game. Yeah, I remember and that. Nurse. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. this episode was. Yeah. This episode sucks. Like it's <laughs> it's just right it just gets you, man. Like yeah, like I'm yeah. definitely not in the mood for something like this. No. Yeah. I mean, Happy I get, Father's Day. It's too much. It was too much. And you know, when this came out originally when I was a kid, I wouldn't have liked it because I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't a, an episode you appreciate as a kid. No. But now as a father, it's like no way. Yeah. I hate you. Well, that's I what I'm saying. Not. I mean, I got it. I mean, I got it from both ends as a father and as a as a. I know. I was thinking uh, about that too. I was like, oh man, there's no way Bob is making it through this. This is bullshit. Yeah. I, I wanted to turn it off. I was like, man, fuck this episode. But I was like, no, because <laughs> I, I finished last week's episode. I finished that, and I really liked it. It was really great. Way of the Warrior it ended really strong. I was really happy. And yeah. part of the reason why I finished this episode was because I got a little grief on Twitter last week for not finishing Way of the Warrior. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to make myself watch this. And I watched every second of it, and I fucking hated it. And I probably cried like three times. And then at the end when my wife came in, she's like, what are you watching? And I was like, DS9. She's like, is it good? I was like, yeah. Because then she saw like them embrace and stuff, and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no. (laughs) I'm not. Yeah. She's like, is it is it bad okay or good okay? I was like, it's good okay. This sucks. Like if if I <clears throat> if I'd gotten in the car last night and just turned on the radio and Cats in the Cradle started yeah. playing, <laughs> I would have probably driven driven myself into like just full speed into a, a, a barricade or something. I drove my car into a fucking lake to avoid yeah. this episode. Like it's just so man, it's just so well done too. That's the yeah. worst part about it. Yeah. I think you have to watch this one immediately after Way of the Warriors so your testosterone rage can carry you through. Yeah, like, fuck that shit. We're going to blow some shit up. It's going to be so awesome. 
<laughs> like they just get you. Cause I mean, like as uh, I mean, I'm sure lots of people out there that are listening to this podcast has lost a parents. I lost parents very young. Jake's dad, when he died in this episode, he was 18. When my dad passed away, I was 22. Um, and like all the conversations that like, we, you know, when Cisco reappears and he's like, tell me you'll be okay, son. And I'm like, man, fuck you, dude. Because <laughs> I imagine that yeah. that's my dad laying there on that stupid table in a Star Trek uniform telling me, just tell me you'll be okay and live your life and do all the stuff you need to do to live. And I was like, fuck this episode. Yeah. What is it with baseball? I mean, what the fuck? I mean, that field of dreams got me with this. And yeah. It's God damn it. Field of Dreams is one of those things that like I can tell you exactly when I'm going to cry. Uh and yeah. like, one time I watched it on cable, which was the fucking pits. Because mm-hmm. like what happens is like when when Kevin Costner looks out into the fucking stupid cornfield and that guy comes out and he's like, Dad, and I'm like, fuck you, dude. And then like he come he walks up to him and he's like, Hey dad. Do you want to have catch? And I fucking lose it. Yep. I'm starting to break up now every, yeah, time. every time. And then what they do is on cable, they go to commercial right there. So you fucking, you, you cry a little bit during the commercial break and then you're able to pull it. Together. Hey, come to Burger King this weekend. <laughs> yeah. And then you pull it together and then you just jump right back into crying. So yeah. you're yeah. crying a lot over, you know, a commercial. When, when Burt Lancaster makes the choice, like to, Stay young and be oh, the ball yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moonlight Graham. Yep, I lose it. Yep, Moonlight Graham. Does he does he save the girl because that's what he's that's what he's really great at being a doctor, or yeah. does he give up eternal youth to play baseball with these guys? Moonlight Graham. That movie sucks. I hate it. I can't deal with stuff like that. I just can't deal with it because like, I, it's oh my god. And then though, for Jake to be a fucking writer, yeah. I mean, that's why I went with the name this week. Just be, there's that scene where he's sitting there at the table and he, he's uh, writing on his pad. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden his Bajoran wife comes, you know, strolling in to check on him. And all I could think, that's the only, no, it's the only like episode is I just wanted Jake to turn around and be like, anytime I'm in here and you hear <laughs> typing or you hear me fucking doing anything, you stay the fuck out. That's the worst part. That's, I mean, the worst, yeah. that's the worst part of the episode. It's like that doesn't happen. No, your wife never comes to you and is like, "Let's fuck." Like that never happens. Ever. You're writing too much. That's, I'm not tired either. Yeah. Yeah. You know right. What? I believed every part of this episode except that part. When yeah, she's wife, not tired, but she's got a headache. Yeah. When the wife comes in, she's like, "No, let's fuck." It's like that never happens. That's <laughs> that's bullshit. So is it racist that he married a Bajoran chick? No, he's, that's just what he's into, bro. A he's black not, black Bajoran chick? Yeah. yeah. Now, do you think like he got any like sympathy spank off of uh, Dax or Kira or anybody like that because his dad was all dead? Oh, my God. Oh, that I lost it. When? When he got laid from them? <laughs> no, when uh, Dax, um, after his dad died. Yeah, that was too much, man. This whole episode just sucks. Like it's too like Ben's breaking up. Yeah, I was talking about Field of Dreams and I was breaking up. Like this episode's too much. It's too much. It's too much emotion for me, man. Ben's crying right now. 
Hey, ben Patreons, took, earn it. Ben took his glasses off to wipe away <laughs> tears. <laughs> God damn it. This is a bunch of people that have a bunch of <laughs> emotions that they've never dealt with fully that they're trying to come to grips with while watching Star Trek. Like, what the fuck is wrong with our lives? Yeah, I mean, this episode and then the sailboat episode, the uh, the warp sail. Yeah, the sailboat yeah. episode was good too, but this, yeah, this but was, this was I mean, like that, laying that, it on really good. thick. Yeah. Yeah, that the, the sailboat episode set you up. Yeah, and then and this one just fucking spiked you into the concrete. Yeah, the this episode for me was just like, man, I I'm a father and I have a dead dad. Like this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what? Fuck this episode. Yeah. Jake, just tell me you're okay. Tell me you're going to be okay. Like, man, just fucking tell him you're And then, like, then he throws his whole life away to try to, like, get his dad back. And that's the last thing in the whole wide world his dad wants is because Cisco wants Jake to live his life for him. And it's like, God damn it. Like, um, it's just. Yeah. Although, honestly, at that point, when Cisco's like, urge, hey, you know what? Give it a shot. <laughs> try and bring me back. You know? <laughs> He's already wasted his life. Don't waste your life, son. <laughs> I mean, I think Avery Brooks uh, was bringing his A game on this. Yeah, yeah, he was good, dude. I, Tony I think Todd was killing Tony me. Tony Todd, oh my god! Everybody was great. This whole episode, like when Kiro is like, "You have to get off this station and live your life." I'm like, "This is all bullshit." I mean this this whole episode is like, I mean it's so. I don't know. Maybe if you're like a cynical bastard and like you've got a, a fucking black heart and you hate life like this. But that's me. Yeah. I, I, I live and die by my cynicism. I, I hate every day that I have to interact with other people. I think everything is beneath me. And this fucking just like, oh, yeah, well, hey, you're high horse. Let me knock you off of it. bitch. Yeah. But I mean, if you didn't have kids, then yeah. maybe you could be that way. But I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's just God fucking damn. kids ruined Star Trek for me. This episode <laughs> ruined my life. <laughs> like, there should be a fucking trigger warning. I mean, this is the. Uh, honestly, like, I was in, you know, it's just too sad for words. And, I, and I, I really. And who thought this hope- was a good idea? That's what I want to know. I mean, everybody, it's a great episode. <laughs> it I mean, is. I, mean is. I, I want people to watch it, but I just want people to be prepared. And, and How can I, you be prepared? You can't be prepared for this. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, cause I, even, I, I even saw it on Twitter. Like People going, oh, it's the Cast in the Cradle episode. I'm like, man, it's not going to be all that. And I was like, nah, son. <laughs> they just fucking stabbed yeah. me in my heart. Before the break, they already yeah. got you. They got yeah. me. I mean, I was... Def- you know, even the bullshit premise of like, oh, the warp core is going to... Oh, I got it all fixed. Don't worry about it. Oh, no, I got struck by lightning. I'm, I'm dead. Oh, man, that's corny as fuck. Why does he have to keep coming back? Yeah. yeah. Why does he keep having to say like good stuff for him? Like, oh, live your life, son. I want those grandkids. <laughs> I want grandkids from the grave. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just like just the opening, the cold open when the girl shows up at the front door and he says something about, you know, when he's explaining about the worst day of his life. Yeah. And then you're just, I mean, you're, well, I'm in for this episode. I got to kill him. I like he, he, he shows you killing himself. Like he just fucking injected with the slowest acting poison in the whole wide world. Exactly. You know what? I even, I'll even tell you this. 
this episode even made me feel there are points in my existence, right? My dad's been gone now for 18 years. He's been gone for 18 years. And there are points in my existence where it's like, and it, I think they even they even touched on in the episode, like where Jake is on earth and he's a writer and he's got his wife and he just won the award and Nog came to visit him. And then all of a sudden fucking Ghost Cisco shows up and he and Jake feels bad for living his life and not being obsessed with the passing of his father, with his dad being gone. I feel that way sometimes. Like there are times in my life where it's like, I've got my kids, I've got my family, I've got all this stuff. And like, I'll stop and go, I should miss him more than I do. And even that they hit on and you're like, God damn, like they just survivor's guilt. Yeah. It's like, they just won't let me live like this episode. They were just getting me from every direction. It's like, you think you're okay now? Take that one of the solar plexus. Oh, I was already in a fucking weakened state because I've been cleaning up Facebook lately. And so there was like a shit ton of job. Like they Mark Zuckerberg hired you to do that after the congressional meetings. I I can't really talk about details, but, (laughs) um, yeah, no, so I'm going to Facebook. <laughs> I'm on my way, Mark. <laughs> Please but, uh, call me Mr. Zuckerberg. <laughs> or as the senator called him, Mr. Zuckerman. Yeah. Or, <laughs> did you see all the images of him being data? Data. Everybody has <laughs> that's, one. That's the best. I received three of them by yeah, nine this morning. Pretty great. But uh, that's, the no, internet just, at, that's the internet at its finest. Go ahead, Ben. Well, no, I was uh, so... Tuesday, I'm, I'm cleaning up my face. Well, the whole weekend and into Tuesday, I'm cleaning up my Facebook. And I kept coming across pictures from years ago when my sons were, were small. And so I'm already like, you know, that borderline emotional state uh, going into this fucking episode. And I knew what the episode was because it, you know, as a wannabe writer, it's one of those episodes. Anytime it highlights Jake as a writer, I remember always being interested in those episodes. <laughs> And I remember this, I mean, I remember this episode pretty vividly. I've, I've probably saw it twice before, you know, this week and, uh, you know, first run and then time after that. And now this time, but, uh, yeah, so I'm already like, you know, on the edge of, of like an emotional outpouring. I just needed like a bottle of scotch in a quiet room, but instead I chose to uh, watch this episode. Yeah. (laughs) This was tough for me and my kids still are happy to see me. (laughs) <laughs> like, I can't imagine once my kids are sick of my shit. Yeah. <laughs> I will never watch this again. No, it's, yeah. it's the only reason I watched this was for, for our show. I'll I, show this episode to my kids and be like, look how important I am to your life. You better <laughs> love me. You're my fo- After I'm dead, my ghost is going to come back and tell you to live your life. Live your life, Jake. Where's that wife? Where's that wife of yours? Where are my grandkids? Yeah, I gave all that up to try to get you back. No, Jake, I didn't want that. No, I wanted you to be live your life. <laughs> and I mean, like, to be, I mean, Ghost Dad Cisco is right. Like, you have to move on with your existence. Like, you have to do that. Yeah. But again, like that guilt that Jake felt, I. There are times in my life where I felt that, mm-hmm. you know, 
And, and that shit sucks. I mean, granted, I didn't, you know, drop off the map and go to Starfleet and become some super scientist to try to find out some way to cure cancer and get my dad back because that's not possible. Right. You know, but I mean, there are times where it's like, yeah, man, like that's you feel that way. You feel bad sometimes for enjoying your life too much. It's hard. So for Cisco, like there no time passed in between those jumps. No, just a few minutes. Just I mean, because you see how much, you know, it was just moments, maybe. And the explanation I thought of it was cool. Like, you know, how he's tied to it, if you will. You know, yeah. Well, the way that they were they were both holding onto that uh, wrench, and so that that's where the connection as Cisco got pulled into subspace. Yeah. yeah, that was the conduit that that attached them. And symbolically, Jay couldn't let go. That's yeah, why he kept coming back. That's the whole point. Yeah. Living a life of regret. I mean, and this was, I guess, is this an episode about learning to let go? Yep. Because that's, you know, Jake ultimately had to let go of that bond, of that connection. So that, you know, Cisco could snap back. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, people can tell you to learn to let go or whatever, but nobody ever does. Yeah. It's impossible. It is impossible, but I mean, for... And I and I've always I've always said this too. Um, this is something that if 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 we've ever had a serious conversation uh, about death and dying, um, it's funny because I'm typing something in and I just wrote for death. Um, uh, if we've ever had a serious conversation about it, I've always said that it's easier for the person dying because like they're gone. Like it's everyone else that has to live. Well, that's with the grief of your passing. So that's why all the mourning rituals are for the living. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, why we have, I mean, like in Judaism, we have the mourner's Kaddish and, yeah. and that that's for you, for the family to, to, yeah. this way to, to move on. To, yeah. Cause I mean, like dying's easy. You're just dead. I mean, no matter how you go, I mean, get hit by a bus, you're dead. You get shot in the head, you're dead. You have some disease, which probably sucks, but you know what? At the end of the day, you're dead. Your family has to kind of like figure everything out and wonder what happened and, and go on living the rest of their lives every day until they drop dead. And it's uh, like, that, that shit's the worst. And then you come back every 15 years, forget about me. Well, stop coming back. Well, I mean, he <laughs> can't help it. On this day, seven years ago, from fucking FaceTime. Like, it would have been great if after like the second or third time, Cisco tries to run out the room every time he comes back. Oh, shit. Ah! <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here. Why do you always got to come back when shit's going great? Yeah. Well, see, my thing is like, you know, I, I said. Nog's here, son. He's like the greatest cock blocker ever. I mean, boy's about to hook up and he's just like, hey, son, I'm back. Are you about to have sex? Can I walk? <laughs> it's so lonely in oblivion. I've just Again. been kind of hanging out here, not doing. Who's this young lady? Let me see her titty. Are you going to cosby her? Son, did I ever tell you about Eiffel Tower? Show <laughs> you his vagina. <laughs> his vagina. What? It's been a long time. It's only been a few minutes from your point of view, Dad. What the hell? <laughs> 
But yeah, this episode sucks. Gender I mean, is fluid in the afterlife. It won a Hugo, like it was nominated for a Hugo Award in 96. Yeah, it should be. Babylon 5 episode, which I don't even, who cares about that show in the grand scheme of things? Yeah. Um, I can still remember being pissed off that DS9 was a ripoff of Babylon 5. I mean, to who? I mean, who remembers Babylon 5? Exactly. But I mean, like, but at the time, because... You know, because uh, J. Michael Straczynski had pitched the idea to Paramount. Yeah. And suddenly they realized, oh, no, we already have this space station. Hey, you know what? That's that's the way it goes. And you know what? Yeah. Um, fuck J. Michael Straczynski, because he was the one that got rid of Peter Parker and Mary Jane being married. So fucking stupid Aunt May could hang her out and be around because, like, we need her anymore. Well, it's Marissa Torme now, so absolutely we need her around. Yeah. <laughs> we need her around as much as possible. We don't need Aunt May. If she's young, hot Aunt May, we do. Yeah, but I mean, at the time in the comics, we didn't need Aunt May. Like, Peter was living his life doing his thing, Aunt May. Who cares about some Aunt May? Get out of my face. That's why you you never... In the comics, too. You never reveal your fucking secret identity. Get out of my face, Aunt May. Don't even know you got no more. Better get that bad. Look up your face for it. Knock it off. (laughs) Aunt May, I'm trying to move on with my life. Yeah, and... You know, I mean, I know and, you're still alive and you're not really sick or anything. Well, she got to, well, and, and what happened was like after in, in Marvel Civil War, after Peter revealed his identity, um, May got shot by, I think, one of Kingpin's dudes or something like that. And so Peter goes after Kingpin and fucks some shit up. And then Mephesto comes and he's like, hey, man, I can make all this shit go away, but you got to give me what I've never had. And that's everlasting. You got to suck my dick. <laughs> you got to give. Really? <laughs> no one's ever done that? It's basically <laughs> May or, or Mary Jane, the life you have with yeah. her, give it up forever. And I'll give you May back. And he chooses his old stupid aunt over hot Mary Jane. Because I mean, that's May. It's stupid. That's kind of similar to uh, Flash. It's with, with, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. It's dumb. Well, what was, I mean, with Wally West because his identity was out there or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they had the twins. Oh, yeah. yeah. The whole thing about having to reverse, lose the twins and, and Irish, not Irish, but uh, what Linda was Wally and uh, start Just, over. Yeah, that shit was whack, son. Like, no, you can't do that. Like, no, it's, Why is that a go-to trope for these fucking stories? Well, I don't want to see Peter with Aunt May. I want to see Peter like you want to make Spider-Man interesting. Give him a kid. Yeah, I've always said. I know it's, it's working with Superman. Give I mean, him a, that Superman book is fucking great. I've been reading the dog shit out of that thing. Yeah, but yeah, give him a kid. You want to make you want to make Thanks it interesting. You, I use my public library now, so. Yeah, totally, dude. That's where you got. That's where you got to get it. So you got to get it in the library. All that shit's free, baby. <laughs> Virginia Beach. Free. We actually have. Uh, just read them up. No, you can rent the. Uh, what do you got? Not rent, but check out books, uh, e-copies, e-books. Yeah. That, that's fucking phenomenal. Yes, that's what happened. In one more day, the four-part crossover. Um, blah blah blah. The decision to abruptly end Peter Parker and Mary Jane's marriage was heavily criticized. They gonna pay some heavy for that shit. It was dumb. He told Mephisto, he's like, hey man, can I still remember hitting that? 
Nah, well, like she remembers through, yeah, like he says to her, like, I want your marriage or whatever. So they got to stop being married. But that's, I mean, that's what, I mean, the fun of Peter Parker, the fun of Spider-Man was like reading Sp- Spider-Man as a kid and he's a dumb kid. And then as your life gets old, your life paralleled Peter Parker. And then he had a, a job and a wife yeah. and, you know, and you had a job and a wife and like, you're trying to well, figure out stuff. So, I mean, now you're a billionaire, right? And you have this uh, multinational corporation, just oh, like Peter Parker, right? That's why I don't be reading that <laughs> shit no more. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to think though, maybe one of the writers was, was having like a bad marriage or something. Yes. And, like, and then well, Dr. Mean, Octopus takes over your body and you start banging a, a that, little person. That was real. I don't know if you read, did you read that on Marvel Unlimited? Yeah. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I loved Superior Spider-Man and then like they just switched it back because it's a dumb. <laughs> Get my bags. You know what I, I mean? Know. Doc, Doc Ock is back though. It's, it's all right. I haven't got that far yet because now I've just decided since Slot is leaving, uh, Dan Slot has been the writer of Spider-Man with various different artists for shit, man, maybe like five years, six years, something like that. So I just started reading a whole bunch of it. So I'm just going and just reading. It gets confusing when they start relaunching everything and then like renumbering and then relaunching and renumbering, but I'm trying. It's yeah. So far it's been so good. I just finished Spider-Island. I thought that was pretty cool. I haven't read that. It's good. I've been, I've been sticking to like the this the major events right now. I just started reading Sacred Empire. Oh, okay. Uh, Secret Empire was that's the uh, Cap is Hydra. Oh, I yeah, I tried and I was like, no. no. Chris Claremont didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't care for it much either. Like I read, I don't know. Like no, I'm not. No, this isn't good. <laughs> What's bad is the uh, the very second episode or second uh, issue that you're supposed to read is the Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. and the art is just it took me out of it. It was not yeah. good. Yeah, I love Jim Zub as a writer, but the the art on that is very like Rob Liefeld esque, and like yeah, it was not good. But yeah. anyways, this Star Trek this Star Trek episode is just bullshit. Yeah, everybody, you have to watch it at least I mean, once. I mean, it's great. If you can it's, bear to watch it more than once, bully to you. But. It's gr- I mean, it's a great episode, I, dude. Okay, but. so here's the thing, though, because Jenny said it reminded, what was it, her a lot of inner light, right? The the whole life that was lived. Yeah, I could see that. And I just, but see, her the, making that observation. The inner light, we knew it was fake the whole time. Yeah. But this actually happened to Jake. Yeah, this, this is, is what really happened. This is a time yeah. travel episode. I feel bad for the the young lady who was wanting to be a writer. He's like, oh yeah, here's all my you know my manuscript with all my notes and stuff, and you know maybe yeah. you can learn something from it. But you don't you're exist anymore. Be a writer, because when I go back through time and and save my father, you I will not have inspired you the way that I did. Yeah, but you know what, though? That lady had some big-ass titties, so she's going to be all right. (laughs) She she ends up as a Dabo girl. I mean, she had some huge tits, and, like, she would look like she was DTF, so, I mean, she's going to be fine. Like, I I think it was interesting to see how the war played out without Cisco. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, you know, how I know the war plays out with Cisco. Yeah, like the Klingons took over DS9 and like they took over Bajor. I also enjoy the fact that they were deathly afraid of the wormhole because <laughs> like, they're dumb Klingons and like they're like, ugh, ugh, I can't kill it. I don't like this thing. <laughs> like this yeah. thing is yeah. dumb. 
And I would have loved if they had like a gigantic bat lift and they try to stab the wormhole with it. <laughs> well, that was that's what they didn't show was where they they took Deep Space Nine and tried to like use the, the pointy uh, arcs. To- Nog yeah. Nog ended up being a captain. Well, he's yeah. a commander. He didn't make captain. Yet. No, he made. He did make captain. At the captain. end, at did the end, of the, yeah, because yeah. that's, that's right. Yeah, that's that how his- they were. Yeah. That's right. Because like Jake eventually figures out because what happens is like Jake runs the course of his existence. He becomes this great writer, but then he decides to give it all up to become a scientist to try to figure out ways to save his dad, who he decides is stuck in some fucking like subspace, subspace bullshit or whatever. I don't know. Um, Subspace fam zone. Yes. And then he eventually like he gets the defiant and all the crew back and they go on out there to, for this warp core anomaly, because that's how this whole thing starts. Like Cisco makes Jake come along on some trip so they can see like a wormhole anomaly. And while they're out there, he gets blasted. Like Cisco gets blasted by some warp core energy and sent to the fucking phantom zone or some shit. And then Jake's just spending the rest of his life trying to he's just missing his dad. (laughs) Because he basically died right in front of him, or he didn't die; he just disappeared. Yeah, and they were close. Going. If he had never come back, then I think Jake would have been all right. Yeah, well, he didn't like anybody else who's lost a parent. I mean, it sucks, yeah. and it's always with you, but you live your life. Yeah, I mean, Jake. Star Trek and comic books, dead maybe not so much. You know? Fuck your wife, get her <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> Let me help you. What? Do I go to show you how it works? Here, no, let me show you. Because the beginning of the episode, like Jake is focused on writing, which I don't understand how they write on this iPad with a pen. And it's, it's the Apple Pencil. Have you, aren't you keeping up with the new? It was uh, really weird. Like it didn't make any sense because like he wasn't actually writing with it. He was just touching buttons underneath. It looked. I just didn't get it. It looked like it was just all suggestive texts. Yeah, possibly. So Siri basically wrote his novels. Yeah. The predictive text. Yeah. yeah. He just picked the one of three words that the computer machine opted for him. And he's like, this is fucking great. You, put in, you type in once upon a time and then select the middle button every time. <laughs> I, I love though when he showed the young lady his, his, the copies of his books and they tried to make them look like books, but they also had to be future books. Yeah. So that they <laughs> were the movie screens on them. The little screen with the, the cheesy ass <laughs> digital displays. Yeah. And wait, what, was one of the books he Fountainhead? I mean, what the hell? What do you write? Oh, Anthem, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, that was really great. Um, I I mean, but this episode is just so magical. Yeah. I I really hope Jenny can uh, go online after we put this episode up and tell her opinion. I've never been sadder watching Star Trek. I'm not even sure if it's good. Like, it just is really strong no it's really good like the message is there like because the reason why jake doesn't want to go on this trip to see the wormhole because he's too busy writing like he's not he wants to write yeah. this story and he's having nah, yeah no i know yeah and cisco says like hey man every now and then you got to look up like you have to you have to live your life you know and that's basically the entire I mean, the entire lesson in this episode is like, yeah, dude, like you can't 
focus on the future or the past. You have to live your life because yeah. everything you need is there. But you know that girl, she's going to do exactly what Jake did. She's not going to look up until she's an old woman. Then she's going to tell somebody else, hey, you need to look up every once in a while. Hey, to be honest with you, that, that girl doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. Like yeah. her dad hasn't nutted in her mom yet that, <laughs> that takes the steps to her big ass titties being birthed. They're like, there's, she's nothing. She's actually O'Brien's uh, daughter from, from his second marriage. Yeah. Like she's not even that though. Cause I mean, that would have to take a long time. Yeah. yeah, it'd be like what O'Brien's great granddaughter from the yeah. second marriage or something. You know, he's, like, he's a sugar daddy when he got older. Because uh, Jake has got to be like what eighty five, ninety in this episode or something. Yeah, you know, and then he. Takes- well, I, I knew that that O'Brien was dead because he didn't come back for the reunion when they went back to DS nine. <laughs> yeah, because well, well, to be fair, O'Brien looks like shit now. So, like, <laughs> yeah. imagine what he would look like in. You know, I guess Keiko finally did it. (laughs) Either that or uh, liver cirrhosis. He killed himself. Well, I mean, either way, it's Keiko's fault. Yeah. He drank himself to death because of Keiko. Miles, stop drinking yourself to death, Miles. (laughs) Miles. You make me do it, woman. Miles, you spilled all these pills all over the floor, Miles. Oh, my God, he's dead, Miles. Now I need a vacuum. Miles, you never fix the vacuum, Miles. Miles. Yeah, fuck that dude. Fuck this episode, man. It's just too sad. Like, it's just too sad for words. Yeah. Too, too many feelings, bro. Lots of feelings. I wish I watched it yesterday. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way I've made And I'm still right on the fucking edge just i'm i i can't make commentary on this fucking episode because i'm I'm gonna break down i know like there's so many scenes that i'm in my head i'm just like oh i, I should probably talk about this nope can't do it know where it's gonna go and like i was wondering i forgot and i at the very end when uh cisco shoves jake and i'm like does he remember you know does, does is this like inner light does does Cisco remember I think he does along. I think he does yeah and the way though that I mean there's initially you wonder but then the way that uh he's hugging on Jake he absolutely does but then Jake has no idea because that life doesn't happen now yeah like, what a mind fuck for Cisco though like thinking about it like if you knew that your your son's life would be ruined because you died yeah. Like how how well, is Cisco well, going to live his life well, for the rest fair, of it? To be fair, if your Cisco knows his son's life will be dramatically altered. Not necessarily ruined. I mean, he still publishes two books. Mm-hmm. Um, he becomes this great scientist, but his his goal in life is to retrieve his dad. It's not saying yeah, that but he'd like, never fulfilled until he kills himself at well, the end. He but to be fair, um s- he knows that if he dies tragically in this fashion at this time, it will ruin Jake's kind of future. But I mean, Oh, that's why he's so happy is because that he's back now and that life doesn't get wasted. Yes. That life doesn't get wasted. And even Jake, Jake still has the potential for all these great things. 
and now he has his whole life in front of him and, and his father's going to be there with him. And even Jake says that before, after he takes the world's slowest acting fucking suicide medicine where he's like, <laughs> I need you. Like the, he, the boy needs you. I was a boy who needed his dad. And then I was like, fuck you. Cause yeah. that was a, you know, <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> and, and then he dies and then they get to relive it all and try again, you know? So no, so no, so it's not a complete mind. It's just if the events would have occurred the way they I did, I think it would mess just, with me. Well, I, I, we, see though, from Cisco's point of view, though he just shows up at, at key points. Now, I mean, it's fucking with Cisco's head, I'm sure, with the fact that he basically just watched his son die. Yeah, in front of him, just yeah. like Jake had to live with the pain. I mean, that's why this this Ouroboros of of fuck you, because. Jake lived his life having to see his father die that time yeah. and then lose him the second time. And then every time after that, and then Cisco shows up at the end to watch his son die of old, well, the poison of an, at an old age. So it's just like, what the fuck? When does it stop? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. When does the fucking trail of tears and sadness end? Please get me off of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, it's really well done and it's really I good. love seeing old Jadzia. Yeah, like old Jadzia. Like Julian got to portray old Julian again, so I'm sure he was happy about that. Like he got to put on the old guy makeup and talk in his funny old guy voice. <laughs> I'm surprised. Show up. You're surprised what? I'm surprised Brent Spiner didn't show up. Yeah. there. I think old man... Um, uh, sis, old man Brazier Brazier takes acting lessons from Brent Spiner. I think that's obvious. Well, see, I, I did like that they were consistent with their uniforms. Yeah, because in uh, the last episode of TNG, when you know Picard was flashing to the future, they were wearing these style uniforms. Uh, oh, really? They had with the Be- same communicator and everything. Mm-hmm. When Beverly oh. was uh, captain of the of the Pasteur. Yeah, took them to the 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 sex town. Yeah, old ass ass Beverly. Yep, old ass Beverly Crusher with her fucking taking everybody to sex town. She was still hot. (laughs) Oh yeah, she totally was. Yeah, I mean, it was a really great episode. Like it was, it was wonderful. Like there was nothing wrong with that. Everything about that. I mean, is is this a is this a guy thing though? I mean, maybe. I mean, I mean, do do chicks get this broke up over an episode like this, or, did, or over this episode? I don't know. Because Jenny didn't seem to express the same level of uh, emotion when we talked about it. So I don't know. I just, I it. I, I this, think that's because Field of Dreams is definitely a guy thing. Oh yeah, of course it is. I mean, so I, I think that's what I think it's. It's one of those things that that. Maybe it's different for women. I think, like, you know, like, historic, like, fathers are out of the house. They work, you know, they go on business trips or whatever. They miss spending time with the kids where women mostly stayed at home. Right. Changing. So, they, so they're, they're, maybe in, like, 25 years, this will be applicable, you know, more, more uniformly applicable to everybody. And I think part of it, too, is um, – I bet if a woman who was a Star Trek fan who lost a parent watched this episode, they would kind of feel that way. 
Mm-hmm. Like they would get the same, they it would hit the same beats, I think. Cause I mean, a lot of that is Jake dealing with the loss of his father. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it would, would work. Um, I think, yeah, I think so. Right. Like, you know, I think cats in the cradle, maybe it probably affects the ladies as much as it does the fellas. I I just, I've never interacted with a female that had, I mean, there, there's definitely bonds with their mothers and there's definitely bonds with their fathers. And, and guys have strong bonds with their mothers too, but I just, there's something about that father son dynamic. That's that certain episodes and certain movies are going to just be able to just pinpoint and nail. All right. Well, per, let me throw this theory out there. Perhaps women are more capable of dealing with their feelings just in life. Whereas men are so fucking stupid and emotionally infantile that we have to deal with emotions in spaceships and with fucking ghosts and baseball. You know what I mean? Maybe they're more more capable of dealing with (laughs) real feelings in real life where like I can't delve deep enough into my own being without having to watch Kevin Costner play baseball with the ghost. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, we're we're just programmed from an early age that you you bottle that shit up and then something like this is just, overwhelms because it's like never- a, it's like a it's like permission to release almost yeah you know i mean i intentionally there's an episode of doctor who that i intentionally watch uh the van gogh episode that if i need to to just express emotion like if, if, if i'm if i'm going through some some bullshit and i just i can't get that release i'll fucking watch that episode yeah. and it or anyone will fred oh god oh he kills me <laughs> what's the last one, one? The the last one with Wilfred is uh, Donna Noble. Is that another Doctor when he, when he, The lottery ticket? Oh, fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, no, there's, there's a character in, in Doctor Who. Uh, okay, so it's and, a Doctor Who thing. Okay. Right, and there's the girl and her grandfather, and the girl was one of the Doctor's companions. Okay. And then, like, they were, you know, she was a great companion. They she was awesome. A couple of times, like she's super awesome. Like a lot of people hated her at the beginning, <clears throat> but by the end, she's great. But then, in she does a thing that saves basically the universe. She swallows cum. And yeah, she, yeah. Well, but then, as part of her saving the universe, the only way to save her before it just like basically burns out her brain and she dies, uh, she the doctor has much. to. The doctor has to make her forget all of it. And so she's the companion that gets left behind. She's the companion that has all of her memories of ever traveling with the doctor, all of her personal growth that she got from all these adventures taken away. Uh, and she's back to the way she was at the beginning of the series. Huh. And she can never meet or know of the doctor again because it would. But Wilfred remembers it all. But her grandfather remembers it all. So he, the doctor, when he, this doctor, at least when he's about to regenerate, he's, you know, the last episode, He's basically going back around all the companions that he knew and he goes to her and it's on her wedding day. She finally met a man that she loved and she's getting married and uh, Wilford and Wilford, her grandfather and her mother are there. And uh, the doctor comes up and uh, has a gift for her. And basically the doctor had gone back in time and loaned, what was it? Borrowed five quid off of, Donna's dead father, right? Who had passed away before he got to the marriage. 
So he went back in time, borrowed five dollars, well, five pounds, you know, whatever, off the guy, used that to buy a lottery ticket that he knew was going to win, and then brought it back as her wedding gift. Huh. And to watch it though, the whole thing, it's a lot better than what but the I whole like because he's the one who knocks three yeah. times and everything. Well, it is it's Wilford like, that, that basically killed him. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I didn't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. It, it's 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 very. Yo, that yeah. shit sounds corny, son. Yeah, well, so was this episode. So yeah, sure. it is, but it works. <laughs> so those three, between the Donna episode, that last episode, this episode, um, and the Van Gogh episode. I mean, and it's it's weird for me that I have to have these things in order to express emotion. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty sure I'm a sociopath. I'm not, I'm not really no, sure. No, you're not. I mean, it's just, there's feelings that people keep inside of them for various reasons. And then like... Yeah. You know, like I've always equated it to like, like pieces of cheese, right? Like individually wrapped pieces of cheese. I have ready prepared kind of moments in my life with my dad that if my daughter asks me about or my son asks me about or I can break out and not feel sad about. Like they're just pre-made, they're prepared. Right. You know, like... Yeah, I can tell my kids that, like, yeah, my dad used to eat free hot dogs all the time. He used to love to go to eat hot dogs. Like, he would take us as kids to any hardware store in Virginia Beach that was giving away free hot dogs so he could have free hot dogs. It's a silly story. Um, It's something that's fully prepared, and I can tell on a level without getting too deep or too kind of sentimental or sad about. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas like when I start talking about things I don't want to talk about or that I'm not prepared to deal with, it's hard. Yeah. You know, because I, I haven't kind of compartmentalized those memories. Yet, so you sit those... the kids down in front of Netflix, let them watch this episode go, just, just watch this and just cry your eyes out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, right. yeah, you know, they're, they're... I, I think I agree with Dennis though. Let's just give this a nine and, and, and talk about something else. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah like this now episode, that we've talked about this for an hour <laughs> uh, i mean but it's a great episode i mean it's it's really because it is something yeah. like this could be really schlocky and shitty yeah but this isn't like you could make an episode like this you could do like a, a total like a, we're we're gonna go tearjerker on you and it just blows up in your face and doesn't work yeah. Like I think there, I mean, I'm sure there's examples in fucking in other DS9 or in other maybe TNG where like they're going for like, yeah, we're gonna go for some sentimental shit, and it doesn't kind of go. Well, think about uh, was it Brothers or Family? Well, I forget the episode, With but Picard? it was hard. The second episode of well, second episode where of fourth season of Mud TNG. wrestles his brother. Yeah. Yeah, because he goes back to France after he becomes a bore to try to reconnect with his life or whatever. Yeah. And it's just kind of corny. I, I didn't think it was co- too corny. I, uh, I, I got a little bit of emotional off of that. Not, not really on the level that this episode does. Well, I think some of that is too because like it's the 24th century and for some reason fucking Picard's family lives like it's the 1800s. <laughs> You know what I mean? And like, yeah. you know, they're mud wrestling and it's real. They didn't, kind of, have, they didn't have fancy Apple pencils like just. Yeah. You know, but I mean, there are, I mean, you can, you can get, you can try for something like this, pull at heartstrings and miss and it gets, 
kind of schlocky, but this is really kind of well done. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure Voyager has a really bad episode. Oh, dude, I can <laughs> tell you they do. I'm going to have to go look at uh, whatever the fourth season, second episode of uh, Voyager is, just to see, you know, how it could, because you know, is that it, the line of demarcation that they do this at? I don't know because you know the episode with Picard mud wrestling his brother was fourth season second episode. This yeah. is Deep Space Nine fourth, fourth season. season. Let's, let, you know what? Let's just for the hell of it. Yes. Well, and Enterprise too. What, what's Enterprise got? Voyager Enterprise didn't get in fourth season. That only yeah, did it. Yeah, yeah did. that was its last season. Well, then that's going to be all about the war, right? I don't know. It's shit that's oh. coming. What's Voyager? Voyager is the gift. Cass uh, bestows an amazing gift on the crew before transforming into a higher life form. The doctor removes seven of nine work technology. So yeah, so this is like, I guess this is going to be kind of schlocky. I bet it doesn't succeed as well. Yeah. And then Enterprise? Uh, Enterprise in the army Enterprise is Stormfront Part 2. Archer and crew must destroy a time machine to stop aliens from obliterating countless eras. Alien leader Vosk releases prisoners forcing uh, Sulabin agent Silikai to emerge from the shadows. I'll tell you this. Is that a Nazi episode? Yeah, that's the uh, Enterprise goes back to World War II. No, of course. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this about Enterprise. Like, you got to give them some credit that they did like season long arcs. Mm-hmm. But if you don't give a fuck about you got a season long, you got a yeah, you got a whole season. I just don't give a fuck. Well, no, the Temporal Code War was three fucking seasons. Yeah. So it's just like you know that was always running in the background. Like yeah, and like I was watching Void, not Voyager, but I was watching. Uh, Enterprise towards the end and like because it was on and I was just watching all the time because I'll just go mm-hmm. upstairs and watch Star Trek for hours on end which is why I like it so much oh and I have a funny story to tell you before we go um, or yeah there's just like this weird council of aliens that just talk to each other and that that's that weird council of aliens just talks to each other for like 75 episodes <laughs> like I don't know what they're talking about or, but at the end of it, I was like, I just don't care. Like, yeah, you know, like, why are you guys still talking? Like, go figure something out. And they don't, and they don't like Archer for some reason. Yeah. I'm not, not a fan. But anyway, so um, this, this, this happened. Um, Saturday is the daddy daughter dance, which is a good time to bring this up during this episode oh, geez, uh, okay. at my daughter's school. So, uh, the theme this year is like a galactic party. It's a space theme. So we're hanging out yesterday. And Sophie's like, Hey dad, are you excited about the, the daddy daughter dance? I'm like, yeah, it's going to be really fun. She's like, well, I got an idea. I said, all right, well tell me. She said, well, since it's the galactic party, what do you say if we dress up in our star Trek uniform? <laughs> <laughs> and i say are you sure and she's like yeah i want to go in our star trek uniforms to the fucking daddy daughter dance for the theme and i'm like all right so she's gonna wear my red t my red uh original series shirt that we're gonna like kind of tie back and belt and i'm gonna wear my star trek uniform because it was her idea 
<laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Now I, I will uh, you know have to do the glasses push, and it's it's not actually a Star Trek uniform; it is a Starfleet uniform. Oh, whatever, dude. She's she's seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I thought it was they fun. Gotta, they got they got to learn sometime. Uh, yeah. Ben says it's a Starfleet uniform, and you know, you've ruined it. <laughs> I, I, I asked her, I was like, dude, are you sure you want to do that? And she's like, yeah, I think it would be really fun. Let's do it. And I said, all right. So God, the times have changed. Yep. So we're wearing our Starfleet uniforms to the daddy daughter dance. I'll, nice. I'll, we'll take the picture and I'll post it up on. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty stoked, but that's because kids are great. And that's what this episode's about. And you know, if when I meet my unfortunate end, I'll have to tell, I'll have to come back every now and then every 15 years. <laughs> Or something that's like some kind of weird space anomaly and just be like sophie bobby live your life wait i didn't have enough time to ruin your psychology <laughs> let me come back i'm gonna come back every now and then just to fuck with you yeah I just when you think everything's going good <laughs> <laughs> oh did you think you moved on you didn't i'm here Guess what, motherfucker? I still look the same. I'm going to ruin your life. Oh my god, how many ghost stories are actually based on subspace inversions? Where are <laughs> you sons of bitches? <laughs> but yeah, this episode's fucking great. Like it really is. I'm I you know, I know we gave what we pretty much uh, gave way of the warrior nine. Yeah, I, I'm I'm giving that a nine too because I went back and as soon as we got yeah. done recording, I went upstairs and watched it. And it was really good. It was yeah. great. Well, I'm I'm giving this a nine also. Yeah, yeah. me too. The yeah. Impact. And you know, fuck anybody who disagrees with me. Yeah. That's. That's no, it. I I mean I gotta I gotta tell you, Ben, I couldn't agree with you more. This episode is a nine, and it's great, and it makes me sad. And I was sad that I had, as soon as it started, I was like, I don't want to fucking watch this, but I watched every minute of it and I'm glad I did. And it was real good. I'm, I'm eating a bag of, or a box of little Debbie after we stop recording just to <laughs> deal with the emotions that I'm feeling right now. I'm, I'm going to go upstairs and watch crappy Voyager and eat cereal. <sighs> I don't know. I, 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 I'm probably going to be the kind of guy you don't want to be around for the next few days. Oh, Ben, stop! Just, I mean, no, it's just uh, it's it's going to put me in a mood, and and what's bad though is I, I'm writing, you know, fit reps for the people who work for me, so it's just like, well, maybe you'd have a higher evaluation if you loved your father more. <laughs> <laughs> How does I've got by each of your desks? I see no pictures of your fathers. Everyone loses an evaluation point. How did he know? <laughs> that band is good. <laughs> Dennis, what do you say? What do you give the episode? Oh, yeah, it's a nine. Oh, yeah. All right. If I, if I ever see Tony Todd, I'm going to slap him and then give him a big hug. Oh, great. Again, a, another light point for me, because um, a big part of Tony Todd uh, for me recently was uh, when he played Zoom on yeah. the third season of, uh, was it third season or second season awesome. of Flash? Or he did the voice, right? He, he wasn't actually the, in the suit. And, Which arguably uh, was the best that season yeah but there's the scene when over the after he basically beats barry allen's ass mm -hmm. and then breaks his back and then just catches him by the the neck and then just drags him through the streets as he's running super speed 
and he takes him to uh, City Hall, uh, to the you know the main police station, and he basically just dangles Barry, you know, his limp body, and he's like, "Is this your hero?" Dang. That this is whole badass speech, and then the cops all shoot at him, and he, he catches the bullets and shit, and it's like, "Fuck you." But it's such a badass Tony Todd moment. And then so all through this is like when Cisco dies, I'm just like, is he, you know, once he breaks that bond, is he going to take him back to the promenade? Just dangling. It's like, is this your captain, Starfleet? (laughs) I was trying, my mind was trying to do anything to distract me from the the level of emotion in this. Yeah, I was on my phone. Not possible. I was on my phone a lot. I was trying hard not to watch, but it's just damn good. Yeah. Uh, all of our female uh, listeners, let us know how it affected yeah. you. I'm really curious to get the female perspective on this, or is this a, a, a guy thing? I'm telling you, I mean, it might be. I mean, fathers, in, but I'm, I also think like maybe women are more prepared to deal with their feelings than stupid boys are. I mean, I mean it didn't know that. Really Crusher episode where she fucks grandma's uh, ghost boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah, that's really creepy and kind of weird. Yeah, but is that our chicks? Because that's that whole romance novel. No, thing. chicks don't want to get raped by fucking ghosts. It was, that it's fuck their grandma. Rape if, if, if everybody is into it. You know, she, like. If you pretend to be a sex ghost when you're really an alien, <laughs> I think that's rape, Ben. Yeah. That, fu- that also fucked your grandma. Now you and your grandma are Eskimo sisters. No, <laughs> man. <laughs> to be fair, it w- wasn't just her and grandma. It was every every woman in that family. Yeah, that episode was written by oh, a dude. Yeah. And like, you know, it'd be fun to fuck every member of Beverly Crusher's family. I'm going to write that episode. So who was the producer who was uh, harassing her? Did he write this episode? <laughs> no, he, he was fired uh, by third season. Was this a submission, like a spec script from Anonymous? <laughs> oh, yeah. Stephanie did enjoy watching um, the episodes and the arcs with Burnham because like, you know, uh, I guess the, the, the vibe that Burnham had where like it was hard for her to make friends and hard for her to trust people and hard for her to love. So people bring their own shit to their fiction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So no, I mean, and that's the thing is I even connected though with the Burnham thing. Yeah. You know, just being that alien, that, that other and, and being socially awkward and not getting the all the social cues that humans have because you were raised by a bunch of cold, unemotional Vulcans. So, I mean, so, yeah, so everybody brings their shit to, to fiction. So what we've learned today during this episode of Dork Trek is that we all have, like, dad and, uh, and, and children issues. Yeah. You know, we're sensitive to our children and we're sentimental about our fathers. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's okay. You know? I bet if I could get my sister to watch this episode of DS9, which probably she wouldn't watch because she thinks Star Trek's for fucking nerds, she would probably on some level react to it because it's about dead parents. Mm-hmm. You know? I think this would be like, this is a one-off that you could just watch and not have to know anything about Star Trek. You can still yeah. watch it and appreciate it. Yeah, And it's also too, because like when you watch the show, you believe the bond between Jake and Cisco. Like it's, it's, it's plausible. Like you see, like there's a real affection there for the two of, you know, they have a real bond, a real affection for each other, you know, 
and and so I think that that goes well into the uh, the performance. Yeah. Well, then with him being a single dad, though, I mean, yeah. that, that takes you know, you know that that bond has to even be like double strong because I don't know. And I thought it was funny how Jake barely fits into the fucking doorways of uh, <laughs> of of Defiant. Like he's just so goddamn tall. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's supposed to be be kind of like a submarine, you know, modern. <laughs> I know, but it's just funny how gigantic he is. Like yeah. how he towers over Nog now. Well, I mean, Tony Todd. I mean, when they're making him old. And they're trying to make him look old and frail, but the dude's chest is like ripping. <laughs> yeah. it's like, you should have got a bigger sweater. I yeah, mean, just he does not look old and frail. He it was really good though, man. It was just a great episode. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, enough of that. Yeah. So, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. And next week we'll have to talk about other stuff. Next week's episode is uh, O'Brien and Brigier. So there you go. We can get back to them having O'Brien's mother visits. And, and uh... no, it says Miles O'Brien and Julian Brigier clash when their runabout crashes on a planet. And they have to teach this primitive culture how to play darts. It's basically like Brokeback Matt. It's Brokeback Planet. <laughs> I remember this episode. I can't quit you, Brigitte. (laughs) (laughs) Brooke, baby. All right. Are we good? Are we all? Are we okay? Are we all going to be okay? Yeah. If what was after the Van Gogh episode of uh, Doctor Who? They actually played a. uh, a count, uh, uh, you know, counselors are standing by at this <laughs> Like literally, there, there was a because uh, I used to watch the 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 less than legal versions, and oh. so it it was uh, so you get you know their beginning and end because they didn't ha- they don't do commercials on BBC but they have you know announcers at the end of the episode. Are you sad after watching this episode of Doctor Who? If so, call yourself a counselor before you're off yourself. Oh, no, and they had a hotline for people for grief counseling. 888-999-10-10-10-10, don't be dead. <laughs> so I, I think this episode would have almost done well to have one as well. So. Yeah. as Dan, We can't see what Dennis is doing, but I'm pretty sure he's setting up a fucking – he went to the rope store, <laughs> to quote Norm MacDonald. <laughs> Just waiting to kick this chair out. <laughs> <laughs> the whole episode that's that's where you've just been standing yeah. there hey, like, yeah do, do yourself a favor and watch the norm mcdonald special on uh on netflix if you feel oh, i haven't seen it yet i, I love norm mcdonald it's really good I, I watched it again the other day do yourself a favor watch that if you're feeling sad watch i norm won't McDonald's. kill myself tonight <laughs> yeah watch norm McDonald. it's really great it's really great all right are we good I'm yes good. all right let's hug it out boys all right there's still time to make a, make amends. <laughs> All right. So, hey, go, go love your family is what we're yeah. telling you. And the yeah. moral of the story is when you get really old, if you fuck everything up, just kill yourself and then everything will reset. <laughs> <laughs> and if it doesn't, you're old. Who cares? I think it's in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
it's in the back. Those, it's it's one of those new translations and yeah. toward the back. It's, it's, it's in right the, after it's right after the dragon thing. 